So, Marty Griffin, more than half of the nursing uh, deaths, COVID deaths in Pennsylvania, nursing home deaths, and in some facilities like Brighton, of course, nearly 100 dead and hundreds and hundreds infected with COVID. Uh, slow action by the federal government, local government. Nobody uh, seemed to want to do anything until it was too late. Now, there's discussion of federal regulations. I uh, I wanted to bring in a guy who will tell us straight up if this is a plan that will work. He's my go-to guy in several areas, but this one is prominent right now. Rob Pierce, good morning. How are you, so? Fine, thank you. Good morning, Marty. You know, before we get into this, I got to say this. So there's this contention that you want to mandate uh, employees at these facilities get vaccinated. And, and we've discussed this. And that may be well and good, Rob, but here's what happens. They quit. They can go work anywhere they want. So, so their their hands are kind of tied. They can, they can order it, but they might lose even more. And the vaccination rate is below 40%. It's a very precarious position, is it not, sir? It is. Marty, this problem with nursing homes and long care, long-term care facilities predated the pandemic. Uh, you know, part of this legislation, the work took place by Senator Casey about a year prior when Pennsylvania had a series of nursing homes that were falling below the federal standards. And quite candidly, the profit margin that many of these homes, what they've worked towards is laying off staff, paying staff low wages in order to increase profitability. The problem comes when you have infectious disease and recently with the COVID and the variants, it's deadly to our elderly and the business model doesn't work and people pass away. And just like you said, the workers now who candidly don't want to be exposed to the virus in of itself may or may not get vaccinated, but they have other employment opportunities. It's a real problem for our elderly. Only 12.5%. This is a crazy number. 12.5% of the state's nursing homes have reached the vaccination level. It's a frightening number. So as we get into this legislation, you know what troubles me, man? There's a spokesperson for this industry in there, and he's upset that they're going to waive this. He wanted it mandatory that patients sign sign a waiver and never have the right to sue. So they can do anything they want and never sue. That's ridiculous, is it not, Rob? It really is a problem, Marty. Uh, first of all, what, what the new legislation does is if they're disputes, they can clearly have what's called arbitration, right. where the parties over dispute can arbitrate it, and in essence, a skilled lawyer, if you will, decides a dispute. But when you have injury claims, death claims, things of that nature, and if you try to take away anyone's constitutional right, we as a society have to be careful of that. I recognize lawyers aren't always liked. They're oftentimes frowned upon. The problem is when you're eliminating individuals' rights, including those rights given to us by the founding fathers in the Constitution, we need to ask ourselves, why is it being done? Why is it being done by a business who is caring for the elderly? Right. God, to sign away your right to sue is frightening, quite frankly. All right, the legislation would bump up staffing requirements. Uh, each facility would be required to have a full-time infection control and prevention specialist. It also requires, this is kind of shocking, that a registered nurse be available 24 hours a day at each facility, which suggests to me, Rob, that they are not there right now, right? You are correct. And take that last one in particular. 
we're talking about placing our parents or elderly into homes because of their conditions. Uh, we can't care for them in our particular house, hypothetically. And yet, they're not required to have one nurse available 24-7 to help with any medical needs. Well, then, what are you running? What is this facility there for? And I don't think people realize this until they place a loved one in a home and find out there isn't a registered nurse there. That this doesn't make sense. This is what these homes are to do, to care for our frail and our elderly and our sick, to try to give them the best quality life possible. That's why we pay for it with private premiums, private money, and federal and state money. If you're going to get this money to care for the sick and elderly, then you better do your job. Let's go to that. Rob Pierce uh, with Rob Pierce and Associates, who knows this inside and out. So what do we do here, man? It looks to me as if these entities are woefully short on funding, don't enough have enough money to pay staff. Do we accept the fact that we're going to have to pay more, or do we go to the federal government for more money, Rob? Marty, I think this is a, a broad, really a broad problem we have in society right now. We want things to be done well, whether it be new roads and bridges, whether it be caring for our elderly. But... We recently, in the last 30, 40, 50 years, have not been willing to pay for it. And that's what we're facing right now. There's a shortage of federal funds, there's a shortage of state funds, and there's a shortage of quality workers. That is a bad setup for those every day, every year, get older and older, and especially here in Pennsylvania, which is an older state. So we have to accept some fundamental changes need to take place. And if you're someone here that has a loved one, a parent or otherwise, in one of these facilities, uh, you should support, in particular, Senator Casey's doing. Because, again, this predated the pandemic when a lot of these homes were cited for failing to have enough staff. He's just trying to get enough staff. This bill is trying to get the staff and proper protection for the residents of the homes. I 100% support what he's saying and what you're saying. Let's pay, man. Let's save lives. Hey, hey, Rob, look, so many people are afraid to put loved ones in these long-term care facilities right now. What's your advice, sir? What questions do people ask? Are there good facilities out there? There are clearly good facilities, but what everyone has to recognize is the, the COVID-19 virus highlighted, if you will, all of the weaknesses. Compare facilities. There are certain facilities that had a very high rate of infection there are certain facilities that had a low rate of infection. This pandemic was impossible to prevent once it first broke, but some facilities did much better than others. You can find that information available on a variety of state websites. Do your research, and I always tell people, follow your gut. If something doesn't literally look right or smell right, be suspicious. Hey, Rob, there is an analogous situation going on in the restaurant business. You go to a restaurant and they don't have enough staff. That's fine. I don't get my meal on time. I'm okay with that. But when this is happening in nursing homes, and it is, there isn't enough staff. They're woefully short right now. Right, Rob? Creating a dangerous situation, sir. Is it not? They are. And look, you have to pay workers their value. That's right. And right now, it is going to cost more to properly staff nursing homes. There's no way around it. But the alternative is going to be, unlike a restaurant where, Marty, you can't get your food on time, right. or maybe a restaurant can't be open five or seven days a week, they could shut down for a day or two to give their existing staff a break. We can't do that to our elderly and our loved ones in a nursing home. They are there 24-7. They're going to stay there most likely until they pass away. We can't have them shut down for a day or two because there aren't staff. We have to pay the staff, 
and have the proper staff in place to care for their needs. Well, Pierce, it's valuable, man. And I think folks have to ask the patient to staff ratio as well. That's significant, is it not, sir? It is. And uh, look, there's also pending legislation in Pennsylvania where they're trying to increase the patient care from 2.7 hours a day to 4.1 hours a day, i.e. someone's there looking after your loved one. That's what matters. Got to care, man. Rob Pierce, it's very important stuff. Thanks for jumping in, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you.